And if you enjoyed meeting Santa and Mrs. Claus, either on Christmas or before Christmas. Yes, I did do it. And it was the day before Christmas, so it was Christmas Eve, and we were all in our princess outfits. I was Cinderella, by the way. And took a photo, and I loved it. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel, and it's part two of our supersized trip report from our back-to-back sailing aboard the Disney Wonder for the holidays, a very merry time experience, times two. The second leg of our cruise was exactly the same as the first leg of our cruise in terms of destinations and ports, and it was also a five-night cruise. So we're going to try and focus a little bit on what was different, having sailed over Christmas as opposed to right before Christmas. Christmas and a few different things that we did in the ports and on board for this sailing, but we're not going to do an in-depth coverage of everything we did on board because we did that in the last episode in terms of activities and food and dining, etc. So get ready for a little bit of Groundhog Day as we talk about the same sailing, but with some new aspects to it. So I'm going to start with the back-to-back aspect of our cruise. So we did decide to disembark in San Diego this time as opposed to just meeting up in the lounge and then getting off and getting right back on. If you're staying on board for a back-to-back, they will send a letter to your stateroom the night before to let you know where to meet up. They usually also give you some special stickers that denote that you are a back-to-back cruiser and a yellow card that also denotes that you're a back-to-back cruiser. If you are staying in the same stateroom, I know we've covered this on other shows, but for folks new to the show, if you're staying in the same stateroom, you don't have to pack anything up. They will service your stateroom as they otherwise would. It will be immediately available to you when you get back on board. If you are moving staterooms. They do require to pack your things, although you can leave anything that was hanging in your closet on hangers and they will move them over on those hangers to your new stateroom closet. Uh, But your other things do need to be packed and they will move your luggage for you. Generally, you meet up, you know, we've seen meetings around 10, 1030 on board for back to back cruisers. So you are staying on while everyone else is getting off. And then generally they have you meet up in like an Azure or a D lounge or some of the one of those bigger spaces on board, depending on how many people they have doing the back to back sailing. I'd say there was a good number of people doing the back to back sailing. We ran into a few people who were doing it this time around. So they have you meet up. And then generally what they do is they disembark you through customs because that's what they're required to do. And then they turn around and kind of put you right back on ahead of family of the day or the platinum cruisers. That's why they wait until about 1030 to get you off because the ship is usually ready to reboard right around 11, 1130 as it is. So you're off the ship for a very short period of time. As soon as you get back on, they don't do, they don't greet you into the atrium like they would otherwise. It's sort of, they figure you've already had that experience, but your stateroom's available to you immediately. So you can, you know, go get change and go to the pool or do whatever you want. It's just a kind of an hour off the ship if you want it that way. We, however, decided that we wanted to get off in San Diego. We wanted to buy the crew some uh, some gifts for being on for the, the holidays. We had picked up a few packages of Reese's peanut butter trees, a favorite around our house. Uh, but we wanted to get some more to cover the crew that we were interacting with in the concierge lounge and our servers and a couple of bartenders that we had met and our stateroom hosts and attendants. Just a little thank you to them for being at sea and away from their family to make our vacation magical. And so uh, we did get off the ship. We went to the park that Nathan loves that we talked about in our last episode very close to the port. So I walked down there, let Nathan get some playtime. I actually went to a nice little coffee spot. I think we also mentioned in the last episode, Portal Coffee, because I needed the Wi-Fi to upload our podcast. And so uh, actually two episodes of our podcast in San Diego. So I had some coffee, got that done. Sam and Nathan played at the park and then we all met up and took a long walk to a Ralph's uh, in the downtown area to pick up some more Reese's trees and some cookies and things to hand out on board and a bottle of champagne. Because uh, remember, it is a port stop so we can bring back on another uh, actually two bottles of wine per person but we just bought a nice bottle of champagne to bring back on to celebrate the holidays we got off at 8 30 in the morning because concierge can uh, express you off the ship between 8 and 8 30 if you're staying in concierge so we decided to to get off before the 8 30 deadline for the express off the ship and so i don't know spent a couple three hours off the ship and then came
came back, used our yellow card to denote that we were back-to-back cruisers, and so we're able to reboard the ship. Uh, actually, I think it was already boarding by the time we got back, and so we just boarded with boarding group two. Boarding that way meant we did get another welcome into the atrium, which was <laughs> which was kind of fun. And then uh, we headed for lunch. So this time around, embarkation was uh, a little interesting. Uh, Sam did make the sail away party, and I'm gonna let her talk about that in a second. But uh, as we were getting ready to pull out of San Diego, you could see this fog bank kind of creeping in. We put some photos of it, I think, up in our Facebook group. Uh, it looked like something out of Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Uh, but the fog slowly crept in and enveloped the ship and most of downtown. Uh, and so our embarkation was a very foggy embarkation. I know I mentioned on our last episode that I'd hoped to be out on deck to hear the boats playing Christmas music and us honking our horn. Well, that did not happen because the bay was pretty well fogged in. So the Disney Wonder embarked in a very, very foggy, foggy situation. Uh, and the foghorn was playing the whole way out as we uh, as we exited the bay. But Sam, you did sail a wave and I think the fog kind of rolled in during sail a wave. So I'm curious to hear what sail a wave was like. So actually sail a wave was pretty normal. Um, thankfully, the fog rolled in towards the very end of the party, really where the the characters had left and it was just the dance party at the end there. So it, it really didn't spoil our sail a wave party. I keep saying sail a wave. It's not sail away on Disney. They have they call it the sail a wave and they do this thing with uh, the white Mickey hands, these large white Mickey hand on the stage and a bunch of the entertainment staff come out and sort of welcome you onto the ship and then the Fab Five get introduced one by one. And it's just a really fun dance party. Not really any different than ones I'd seen before, but we had missed it on our first sailing. And so I decided I wanted to uh, catch it on the way out of San Diego this time around. After that, we grabbed some food for Nathan on the pool deck because we were going to be headed to Apollo dinner that night. This was the first time we were actually going to skip night one rotational dining in favor of Apollo. I will let folks know that the main dining menu was the Let the Magic Begin menu in all three restaurants, which was the same as we had had on our first sailing. So that wasn't any different. And then Nathan went off to the kids club and he actually did a a volcano making thing where they made the volcanoes erupt. He said it was really cool. He was super excited to go to that. And uh, Brian and I actually headed to the tree lighting while Nathan uh, attended the the lava making thing in the kids club. Uh, The tree lighting was really not any different than the tree lighting had been on the first sailing. But it's a really fun thing that they're doing for Very Merry Time. I really loved it. They pick a family out of the crowd to be the ones to sort of officially light the tree and uh, the Fab Five come out and it's just a really, it's I don't know, it's just a really fun atrium show, I would say. Actually, two things I wanted to mention that came ahead of Sail Wave. One is that we did have the in-person muster drill again and it was no better on this sailing than it was on the last sailing. Lots of people late, pretty much the same amount of time as the prior sailing. Lots of people on their phones. So I hope if Disney is going to continue the in-person muster drill, they figure out some way to improve it uh, because the experience is not great uh, now that we've done it on on two sailings and I didn't see any difference between the two. Uh, I also know on the last sailing, uh, Sam did go to a number of the Hanukkah lightings. Um, I don't think that you made it to one this time. Sam's shaking her head. So she didn't make it to this one uh, on this sailing. But I did want to call out in our last episode, we mentioned that the service that Sam went to was self-led. And uh, we have learned from listeners and some posts online that there were other services going on across the fleet that were crew-led and much more like bigger attendance, I think, at those particular Hanukkah services. Yeah. And one thing to add to that. So shout out to the Sprung family for sharing uh, for sharing on Facebook that they, I don't remember if they were in the fantasy or the dream, but it was one of those two ships. And they actually had a real menorah lit in their uh, Hanukkah lighting services instead of the electric menorah, which I was surprised about, but I thought that was really nice. One other thing I wanted to call out too for the both the last sailing and this sailing I don't think we discussed on the last episode was just the update to the Disney Cruise Line app. At some point, we're hearing as early as October 
took away the ability for you to chat with crew in the app. And I know that that was a fairly popular addition to the app because you no longer had to go down to guest services and wait in line. And for concierge sailors, they actually had the option to chat with one of the concierge hosts. Or if you were chatting and you wanted to make an appointment at guest services, you could do that. So you didn't have to go wait in line. You could just show up at your appointment time and chat with guest services. It sort of reduced lines on board. It is now gone from the app. There is no chat feature with the crew. There was also uh, the ability to chat with dining staff and others. Uh, That is not there any longer. And we're hearing it's because Disney just couldn't keep up with the volume of requests coming in from a staffing standpoint. Uh, And for the concierge sailings, it was taking the concierge hosts away from their ability to interact with the guests in the lounge. And so uh, it appears that that feature was simply a pandemic-related feature to keep crowds out of the atrium. And now that Disney has dropped all of its pandemic protocols, uh, has gone back to normal (laughs) services operations, which meant lines in the atrium. And so just be prepared for that when you get on board that that feature is not there any longer and just wanted to highlight that. So Sam noted we did do a night one Palo dinner. It was fantastic. We had Sasha as our server. Again, Sasha from the Ukraine. It was a fantastic dinner. It was interesting to be in Palo on the first night. It was pretty empty because I think most people don't choose to go to Palo on the first night since it was the essentially the middle of our cruise. We thought it would be fun. Also seemed like the dress code was fairly relaxed for night one, perhaps a little bit more relaxed than what we were used to. But dinner was fantastic, fantastic service, and we won't sort of belabor that. I will say the standout dish for me, because we had not tried this one dish before, was the scallops at Palo dinner that night. We decided to share the Dover sole and the scallops that night. Following Paolo, I went to the Winter Wonderland Ball. Brian went to pick up Nathan and headed back to the stateroom. And the Winter Wonderland Ball was a bunch of the entertainment cast members came out and they were doing some singing and dancing. And then shortly thereafter, Santa and Mrs. Claus arrived. And so it was sort of an atrium show with the Fab Five, Santa and Mrs. Claus. And then Elsa and Anna came out and Elsa made it snow in the atrium. It was really, really nice. And then we headed off to bed. Yeah, so day two, we were in Ensenada. It was also a foggy sail into Ensenada. So the fog had rolled down the coast a bit. And uh, we were not planning to get off in Ensenada, but then Sam and I decided just to hop off for a couple hours in the afternoon and go get some lunch and grab a margarita. It is easily walkable from the ship down into a little like downtown port area uh, along the waterfront. And from there, you can access other areas of the city. So we we did just kind of walk down the waterfront area. There was a little carnival going on uh, as it was Christmas Eve. And uh, we stopped in at a little place and had some some t- delicious tacos and margaritas. Probably not the best we've had. The best we've had is actually out at La Bufadora, but we're not going to take a 45-minute bus ride for tacos. Uh, I think the next time we go, we might actually finally get to the spot that has been recommended to us by uh, one of our listeners, Chris Kidder, that has the... I think original margarita is what it's billed as, although I suspect there are many places that claim to have the original margarita throughout Mexico and possibly even in Ensenada, but uh, we might head over there and try to check that out. Uh, But so yeah, just wandered around in Ensenada. The weather was fairly nice for the day, a little on the cooler side, which is why we decided to get off the ship because the pool deck, uh, you know, wasn't great swimming weather. Uh, We left Nathan on board for the first time. So I should highlight that for this cruise, we gave Nathan checkout privileges from the kids club. uh, And one of Nathan's gifts was a low end model iPhone so he could message us. And so we let him check himself in and out of the kids club throughout the cruise. And when we went to Ensenada, we just left him in the kids club and said, if you want to hang out in the kids club, you can. If you want to go back to our room and hang out, uh, you can just text us and let us know what you're doing. And that was fantastic. So for parents, out there thinking about, you know, giving their kids that kind of freedom on board. We felt really comfortable with it. We were a little nervous, I think, the first day or two. But as time went on, Nathan demonstrated a lot of responsibility and uh, was a really conscientious kiddo when it came to messaging us. And so we felt pretty comfortable with it. And uh, I just thought it was a great thing. It certainly freed us up to do things like sit by the adult pool on occasion. And then he could message us and let us know if he needed anything or wanted to head anywhere. So after we got on board from Ensenada, we kind of hung out by the pool. We had dinner in Triton's that evening. It was a standard Triton's rotational menu. I think I do want to take a moment here to just say, I don't know why people have to line up so early for the restaurants. I don't remember this from the pre-COVID era, but I just may have lost the memory of it during COVID. Uh, but it feels like there's just these long lines to get into the restaurants now. And so maybe my public service announcement would be, it's okay to show up at your dining time or even a few minutes after your dining time to get seated. Uh, You're not going to miss anything if you're not there. 
right at 5.15 or whatever your dining time is or 8.15 for us. Uh, the show will not start without you. It takes them f- half hour to 45 minutes to get the dining room through appetizers and drinks and onto entrees before they typically start a show anyway. Nothing's going to happen really in the first 15 minutes at the restaurant or if you're eating at Triton's, nothing's going to happen at all. So (laughs) all you're going for is dinner. So I would just say, don't feel compelled to rope drop the restaurants. I know that that is the Disney culture and the Disney way. Get there really early and be the first one in, but you're not going to get anything special out of being the first one in the restaurant. We sat in the French Quarter Lounge and had a drink and usually waited for the line to die down for about five minutes and then walked right into the restaurant and into our table. And so that is perhaps my pro tip. Just enjoy your cocktail for a little bit longer or give your kids five more minutes in the pool or something, but you don't need to rope drop the restaurants and stand in line. Nothing special is going to happen in that first five to 10 minutes at a restaurant. Before our dinner that evening, though, we did want to highlight a couple of Christmas activities that happened. So I know Sam got some pictures with Goofy. I don't know if he was in his Christmas outfit at that point or not. Uh, but we also hit up story time with Mrs. Claus and took Nathan along. I, we didn't stay the whole time, but we did stay for a story or two. It was a fairly crowded event. Uh, Sam, you went to the one last year. And I'm curious if there was much different between the story time with Mrs. Claus this time around in 2022 as opposed to 2021. I think it was pretty much the same thing. It was a different story that she read this time. Um, but other than that, it was really pretty much the same. This was in D Lounge. They had this multiple times throughout both of these maritime cruises. Multiple times it was in D Lounge, but one time on each of the cruises, it was actually in the atrium. I don't know if it was any different when it was in the atrium. One thing I would also note, because I saw a lot of talk about this online in various Facebook groups, is there was no gingerbread housemaking or cookie decorating event. So a lot of people were talking about how that's something that's been available on Maritime Cruises in the past. That was a pre-pandemic feature, I believe. And I don't believe it's been back uh, since the restart. And and it certainly wasn't on our cruise. So yes, Goofy pictures were with Goofy in one of his Christmas outfits. It was not his Santa Goofy outfit. I would th- I'd say the Fab Five characters each had two Christmas outfits. They had one that was sort of sweaters and then the other that was more formal wear, which also included Santa Goofy. Santa uh, Goofy didn't have formal wear. He had a Santa outfit. So we got to see the characters in a couple of different outfits on board. One thing I needed to mention about dinner at Triton's, which was, as Brian mentioned, I think the regular rotational menu. But when we were leaving Triton's, there was a very special treat for us to take with us back to our rooms. And that was milk and cookies for Santa. So they had at all of the exits of the restaurants, they had milk, chocolate chip cookies and milk that you could take with you to put out for Santa because that was Christmas Eve. And when we got back to our room, we had waiting for us a special Christmas print and special Christmas chocolates. I believe they were like gingerbread flavored milk chocolates or something like that. Anyway, so we went to bed because, you know, we had to make sure old St. Nick had time to come to our room. And then the next morning we woke up and it was Christmas Day. Yeah, so Christmas Day at Sea was a pretty special experience for us, our first time celebrating Christmas on board, and uh, we did get up early. We allowed Nathan to open exactly one present because Sam wanted pictures. We'd not done a lot of pictures as a family on the ship, and they had... Santa and Mrs. Claus in the atrium, along with a photographer doing some photos in front of the gingerbread house. And then they had another backdrop set up as like a toasty fireplace with uh, stockings hung with care. Uh, We could also get a picture. And so pictures, I think, started at like 8.30 in the atrium. And so we went down early to be at the front of the line. And then the way they had it set up was you would do kind of your pictures with Mrs. Claus and Santa, and then you'd move right into the line for the gingerbread house. And then they had a little gift for the kids to take. It was a little Disney Cruise Line puzzle, I think, that uh, included some crayons and the kids could color the puzzle on their own and then, you know, break it up and redo the puzzle. So uh, I will say it was kind of a fun gift for younger kids. I don't think Nathan was like super enthralled with it. In fact, it's probably sitting in our luggage someplace unopened at this point. But it was a nice little gesture to get the the puzzle and gift. And that's that's kind of always fun to uh, to get a little something extra there. They had tons of cookies and hot chocolate out in the atrium as well uh, for folks who were up. Lots of people wearing their pajamas, including us for photos. And so uh, had a fun time there. Uh, the cookie spread was pretty epic. They had some panettone cakes and shortbreads and just all kinds of stuff. And you could kind of grab whatever you wanted and and 
go back to your stateroom or hang out in the atrium. We went back to our stateroom so Nathan could open up a few of his gifts. And then we headed back out for some more pictures uh, as Sam's one and only Christmas present uh, because all of her gifts were just a little too big to bring on board. Uh, And so uh, we went back down to the theater area or the area right outside the Walt Disney Theater. uh, And we got some pictures with Mickey in his Christmas outfit and then uh, Minnie in her Christmas outfit. And it was kind of their more formal Christmas outfits, if I'm remembering correctly. So not just like an ugly sweater kind of Christmas outfit, but Mickey he was in his tucks and tails, as I seem to uh, as I seem to recall, but with a kind of Christmas themed vest. And then Christmas morning was made extra special because Nathan was able to go to the kids club and make some space goo while we had Palo Brunch for Christmas, which is a first for us and was a lot of fun and a great way to just kind of spend the Christmas morning. We brought our special bottle of champagne along and they turned it into a little moe ice presentation and some big wine glasses with ice cubes and fruit and things like that and had just kind of a lovely Palo Brunch. Nothing super remarkable about the Palo Brunch. It was excellent. Excellent as always. And again, excellent service from Sasha, who we had throughout the cruise. Nathan actually decided to go on his own to see Jack Jack Diaper Dash. And so it was really fun to see him go do that. And uh, he uh, took some video on his own little phone there for the Diaper Dash so that we could see it afterwards and really had a blast. So again, seeing him exercise that independence and going to see the uh, the Jack Jack's Diaper Dash and take some video of it was pretty fun. Uh, and he seemed to have a good time. We mostly then just hung out by the pool, although Sam did some holiday trivia and got some photos. And so I wanted to let her talk about that. Yeah. So they had, I think, three different holiday themed trivias throughout the cruise, throughout each of the cruises. I only got to it once. And the time I got to it, uh, it was a movie themed one. So they asked us all kinds of questions about various holiday movies. So you know, one was the Santa Claus, one was uh, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. So not necessarily asking you for the name of the movie, but they asked us specific questions. Even one was from Muppet Christmas Carol. So anyway, it was a fun holiday trivia. I did not do well, one, because I was solo and two, because I do not know holiday movies or at least not Disney holiday movies at the level at which other people there knew them. I did snag some pictures with Donald in his holiday sweater following uh, trivia because he just happened to be standing right outside of D-Lounge for pictures when I left. But yeah, so then I met up with Brian and Nathan back at the pool. We got dressed and ready for dinner. Prior to dinner, though, we did go to, again, the French Quarter Lounge. But this time we got to meet with some new friends. Uh, Shout out to Craig and Kelly and Ellie and Emma from Florida, who we met on the cruise. Interestingly enough, Craig had realized that we were on three prior cruises with them (laughs) just this past year. This was actually our fourth cruise with them in only about a year's time. We just happened to be on multiple sailings with them. Yeah. And just pausing for a moment to give a very special shout out to our newest listener and fan, Ellie. Uh, She actually we understand, has been binge listening to our episodes. So Ellie, thank you for listening. Don't go too far back in the catalog because the episodes aren't that great in the early days. Uh, And uh, I just want to take a moment. We usually read one of our listener reviews on the air at the end of our main episodes. We don't do that when we're on vacation because it's hard for me to work those into the end of the show. But I wanted to take a special moment to read Ellie's review on the air that she just left us. And a big thank you to Ellie for her five-star review of our show, which reads, I love it because the podcast is so good. So short and to the point, and we appreciate it, Ellie. And thank you for leaving us that review. Uh, We did at one point get a chance to talk with Ellie and Nathan and Emma about the cruise. And so I also just want to pause here and let them share their thoughts on the cruise with all of you. Uh, They even did a little something extra special and asked us some questions, uh, including their mom and dad, uh, for us to answer. So I'm going to just pause right here and let you hear from the kiddos. Okay, I am sitting in the French Quarter Lounge right now with some very special friends. I've got three kids sitting with me. The first is Nathan, who you all already know. But the other two here are Ellie and Emma from Florida. 
And so I'm going to welcome Ellie and Emma to the show. Welcome, you guys. I'm really excited to have you guys here because I want to ask you some questions about this cruise. We've been spending the five night merry time cruise with you all over Christmas. And it was it's been really nice hanging out. And I wanted to find out what your favorite things about this cruise are. So I'm going to I'm going to have you pick your top three things, top three three favorite things about this cruise. And I'm going to pass the mic around. So I want you to first give me just one of them. So you don't have to give me them all at once. And we're going to start with Nathan. My favorite thing about this cruise was probably playing Mario Kart with Ellie and Emma. I'm going to pass the mic to Ellie for her, one of her favorites. I think it's meeting new friends. That is a great one. Emma, what about you? Mine is probably Baby Bobby Boo. Ooh, which character did you get made over to be? I was Belle. That's awesome. I love Belle. Okay, number two, what's your second? uh, It doesn't have to be your second favorite, but another favorite from this cruise. The Kids Club. I'd say beignets. I would say um, opening presents at Christmas Day. That is a great one because we've all been sailing on Christmas and we had a sea day on Christmas morning. So that was pretty amazing. I'm going to ask for a third favorite thing from this cruise. And actually, this time we're going to start with Emma. We're going to go reverse order. Probably Mario Kart and the Kids Club. I'd say hanging out with my lovey kitty. Hanging out with my lovey kitty. Probably hanging out in the stateroom. All right. So my next question is, I want to know if you all enjoyed it. Well, first, if you all got to meet Santa and if you enjoyed meeting Santa and Mrs. Claus either on Christmas or before Christmas. Uh, Yes, I did it before Christmas, I think. Yes, I did do it. And it was the day before Christmas. So it was Christmas Eve and we were all in our princess outfits. I was a drill, by the way, and took a photo, and I loved it. We did it on Christmas, and I enjoyed it. Did you guys like the hot chocolate and the present you got from Disney Cruise Line on Christmas Day? That was pretty cool. I liked the hot chocolate, and I I guess I enjoyed the present from Disney Cruise Line. I didn't get the hot chocolate, but I enjoyed the present we got. I enjoyed the hot chocolate and the presents I got. And Nathan, what was the present from Disney Cruise Line? A jigsaw puzzle that you can color. Nathan's got a great idea. He thinks the kids should ask the grown-ups questions. So I'm going to I'm going to give the microphone to Ellie and have Ellie ask the first question. Now she can ask a question to either Brian or I or she can ask a question to her parents Craig and Kelly who are here and they don't even know it but they're about to be on the show. Mom, dad, can you reveal how how many cruises do you have? With Disney, I have 26. And with Princess Cruise Lines, I have 12. And I cheated on Kelly and did a two-day cruise without her. So I have 27 Disney cruises and 12 on Princess. So 39. How was the champagne tasting? That's an excellent question, Nathan. It was really, really good. I really liked the first champagne, which was a Moe and Chandon champagne. And I also really liked the Moe ice champagne, which was the last champagne. The other, There were five different champagnes, and the ones in the middle were good too, but I really liked the first and the last the best. I'm going to pass to Brian and see how he liked it. The champagne tasting was okay. I am not a big champagne guy, apparently, so I enjoyed it. I don't know that I'd do it again. This is Sam's second time doing it. I think she would probably do it another time. Yeah. I'm going to pass the mic to Emma so she can ask the last question here. What was your favorite moment of the cruise? Jeez, that's a hard one because we have so much fun. But I think for us, it was going to Palo and spending some time with Brian and Sam. We actually saw him at Palo and ran into him and got to know him, which was a lot of fun. I think my favorite is also Palo and meeting new friends. I got to say one of my favorite moments on the cruise, aside from meeting some great friends, was uh, pictures on Christmas morning with Santa and Mrs. Claus, because that is not something that we would ever get up that early in the morning to do at home, nor would it be available to us at home. So I thought that was a lot of fun, but I echo everyone else. It's been great to meet a bunch of new friends on this cruise and for Nathan to make some friends and have some fun. So, yeah. So I, I agree with everything that's been said. Those are all in my my top three moments. 
Um, of course, Paulo, but Paulo brunch was great because we actually got to sit in the, really the table next to uh, Craig and Kelly. And so we ended up talking pretty much the whole time we were there um, as they, they got there a little bit before us. But that was really nice. Um, but I also really loved the Winter Wonderland Ball that they did the first night where Santa arrived and then Anna and Elsa came and they made it snow and the Fab Five were there. It was a really fun event in the atrium and they don't do that, obviously, on a regular sailing. And so it was really a nice special touch. Um, I also thought meeting Santa in the morning was a, a good one with hot chocolate and cookies and whatnot in the atrium. So there's a lot of really there's a lot of really great stuff on this cruise. But yeah, that that would wrap it up for me. I've got Ellie and Emma here, and we're going to do an abbreviated version of Rapid Fire. What that means is I'm going to ask you your favorite Disney character, your favorite Disney movie, and your favorite Disney song, okay? So we're going to start with characters. We're going to start with Ellie, who is your favorite Disney character. This is hard. I have like five. But if I had to choose, I'd say Marie. I would probably say I would probably say Jasmine from Aladdin. These are two great female characters. I love it. Okay. Favorite Disney movie. We're going to start with Emma this time. Probably... I would say the Aristocats. I'm like a twin to Emma, Aristocats. Nice. That makes sense since Ellie loves Marie so much. Okay, favorite Disney song. Ellie, we're going to start with you. Oh, my gosh. I'd say Scales and Aperlios from the Aristocats. Learn your scales and your Aperlios. Huh. This is a tricky one. Maybe... The lion. Maybe I just can't wait to be king. That is an excellent, excellent song. Okay, this is going to be my final rapid fire question. If you could cruise anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line, where are you going to go? Oh, no. Okay, I'd go on the Disney one to the Australia because they're going there. Because my sister's middle name is Sydney. Or other the wish on the England because my middle name's London. I would probably, I have two. I would take the magic to Australia. Maybe the wish to Australia because my middle name is Sydney. I love it, you guys. Thanks so much for playing Rapid Fire. Thanks to Craig and Kelly for being good sports and allowing the kids to play with me here today. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Winding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. So yeah, I want to round out Christmas Day by saying that we had a very special Christmas dinner menu in Triton's for the evening. Christmas dinner menu looks a lot like the Thanksgiving dinner menu, but they do have some special additions to make it feel a little bit more Christmas-y. Some specialty cocktails on the menu, including a warm spiced fashioned, uh, which is a play on an old fashioned uh, that included uh, some rye whiskey and warm spices and some cherry flavoring and things like that. 
They also had a Sparkly Sparkles, which was a, a rosé that was mixed with some coconut Sprite and Pop Rocks uh, for the adults. Uh, the appetizer menu, a lot of people universally said, not sure what the appetizers have to do with the holidays, and I kind of have to agree, uh, but it had a hot spinach and artichoke dip, a potted chicken liver parfait, a Christmas seafood sampler, which is what I had, and it was it was good. Not as good as what you would get on the seafood antipasti and palo by any means, but it was good. I think Sam tried the Virginia ham and white cheddar croquettes. Uh, Sam, what do you think of their croquettes? Not great. All right. There it is. Short and to the point. Uh, the soups and salads on the Christmas menu included a winter squash soup with Creole lobster, a harvest corn chowder with chorizo and rye croutons, which I know Sam had. What did you think of the soup, Sam? I thought that one was really good. There you have it. Uh, I, I also had the corn chowder and thought it was pretty good. Uh, there was a baby Jim lettuce salad and then a carrot yellow and red beet salad. Bread service for the evening was a brioche with a truffle butter dip, which is fine. The brioche bread on board is usually very, very good. For main courses, you had your choice of roasted Chilean sea bass, which I know Sam had and included a celeric puree, sea asparagus, parsnip chips and truffle red, red wine jus. Sam, how was the roasted Chilean sea bass? It was good. It was a little overcooked, but the flavors were very, very good. Uh, there was also a pumpkin and mascarpone ravioli, which we didn't try, a marmalade glazed baked Virginia ham, which would normally be a favorite of mine, although I opted for the horseradish crusted standing rib roast, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, it was a little fatty, but pretty good uh, rib roast that we had. I, I love getting a rib roast if I can get one. And then, of course, on the menu was also the traditional roasted turkey plate that they have at Thanksgiving time that's served with mashed sweet potato and some other accoutrement. Uh, they had vegetarian and lighter fare notes as well that are pretty typical on the menu. Desserts included a double chocolate Yule log, a lemon Bavarian cream, an apple pie a la mode, and a panettone sundae. I really wanted to try the panettone sundae, but I ended up going with the lemon Bavarian cream. There's one other one, which is the signature dessert, which is a red Santa tart, which was a white chocolate cheesecake with a berry rote grutze and lemon almond cake. Did not try that one, uh, although it does, it does sound pretty good. The other one is the no sugar added dessert. It was a roasted chestnut panacate. You know, we failed to mention that Nathan, every night of the cruise, had Mickey Mac and cheese for dinner. So every night we sat down, he had a Caesar salad that was ready to go for him, uh, an adult sized portion Caesar salad, and then a Mickey Mac and cheese with fries. And he had it every night of the cruise. So if you're out there listening and you're worried that, oh, my kiddos are pretty picky eaters, guess what? They too can have Mickey Mac and cheese every night of the cruise if that's what they want. He ate it 10 nights in a row, I think. Yeah. One addition to that is you will not see Caesar salad on the dinner menu. I don't think on any night menu, at least not on these two cruises, but it is always something you can request. And after we requested it, I think maybe the first two nights of the first cruise, they basically said, do you want a Caesar salad every night? And then that way they had it ready for him every night. So that's what we did because he is a big fan of basically lettuce and Caesar dressing with croutons. Uh, after dinner, we just kind of relaxed. I think Nathan might have hit the kids club and we may have watched a movie in the stateroom for a little bit or grabbed a drink, but nothing special after dinner dinner on Christmas Day. On Boxing Day, day four, we were in Cabo San Lucas. We did have a shore excursion plan. I think it was a beach break day. And we ultimately just decided to uh, to cancel it because we had done uh, the beach break before. And, you know, Cabo's got some great beaches, but we thought we would just stay on board. We did end up getting off. Uh, Cabo, again, is a tender port, but we just got off to walk kind of down through the waterfront area and into a little downtown uh, shopping area in Cabo. One of Nathan's Christmas gifts was some books on coding, and he needed internet access to download some materials that went with those books or accompanied those books. And it turned out Santa's elves were not uh, up to date on the fact that the company that published those books was uh, out of business. And so that material was no longer available. Uh, special shout out to Craig, who has uh, offered, he's coming into our area of town here in a couple of weeks to bring Nathan some coding books that he has on his shelf uh, to help Nathan along here. But yeah, it was kind of a wasted trip. We ended up getting some cold brew and then just walking back to the ship. Uh, I think Cabo and Ensenada are both places where I would recommend either having a shore excursion booked or just staying on the ship itself. Cabo does have some nice beaches, uh, but in our experience, you're going to a resort area to access those beaches. Uh, some of the nice beaches as well don't really have much by way of services. So you can get to a nice beach, but then there's, you know, there's no place to get a drink. There may not even be beach chairs available. The resort we went to on the last sailing, uh, you know, looks like it would be accessible to the beach, but it's right on the coastline and apparently it's a little too dangerous to be out in the water. So 
you can sit on the beach, but you can't swim. And then on the bay, there are a bunch of resort hotels that have beach access. Their access is limited to further up the beach. So to actually get down into the water, you have to kind of leave the resort hotel area and go down into the water. And in Cabo, there are just a lot of vendors trying to sell things on the beach. And so we've had decent experiences at the beaches uh, and some not great experiences. So uh, we did our walk through Cabo. I think if we went back, we would do an organized excursion in Cabo. Cabo is a great spot to get off the boat because the weather is typically the nicest on these sailings. Certainly that was what we experienced. It was in the you know high 70s, both times we were in Cabo. The nicest day we had on the cruise was actually the second day that we were in Cabo. Weather overall on both of these sailings, I'll just say, was um, on the cooler side, which is not surprising for time of year and uh, even for Southern California. So really not swimming weather if you're from Florida or Texas or Phoenix or those kinds of places. Like it's not swimming weather for us coming from the Northwest, you know, high 60s, uh, even mid 60s, we can withstand for some swimming. The pools are heated. So we did probably use the pools a bit more than some others. Uh, But we also saw a number of people bundled up in their North Face jackets who were probably from the Southern California area or someplace that's typically a little bit warmer. So just be prepared for that. The weather would be on the cooler side. We mentioned this on the last episode, but Cabo is a tender port. So also be prepared to, you know, spend some time getting off the ship onto the tender from the tender to the dock and coming back same kind of thing. Uh, We avoided the lines for the tender on the way back this time because we got off on our own and we weren't with an organized excursion. We didn't have like a crush of people trying to get back on the ship at the same time we were. So uh, I think we were back on the ship by like noon-ish and ended up having lunch on board the ship and sitting by the pool for most of the rest of the day. Cabo night is of course also usually pirate deck party night. And so we didn't have any special fireworks for Christmas, but we did get the pirate deck party fireworks. The show is pretty standard with uh, uh, Jack Sparrow kind of coming down from one of the funnels and then Mickey ultimately making his appearance on the zip line as well. And it culminates in fireworks. I will say the pirate deck party is not one of our favorites. The one on the wish is, I think, amazing. And perhaps it's just because the music is music that we love. But the pirate deck party on this ship, it just doesn't feel like it has a story until about the last two minutes. Uh, the rest of the time, it's really just a big dance party leading up to fireworks. And we're just not fans of the kind of the dance party thing because Nathan's not out there kind of dancing the way that other kids would. Not a knock on the pirate party. There are lots of people who love it. Lots of people who love the dance party. It's just not kind of our thing. And the show is not like a show in the theater or some of the other shows we've seen, even on deck where there's kind of a story playing out. And so just be prepared for that. I think the one on The Wish is interesting because it feels like a dance party, but it has a story. They're trying to play a story through throughout. Deck party was crowded. The ship was clearly sailing at capacity. We heard that it was completely full, although they ended up with some people not making it on board because of all the weather-related flight delays. And I think some of the Southwest Airlines meltdown happened uh, leading into our cruise. So some people didn't make it on. There was definitely some folks who also got on with lost luggage uh, or no luggage, I should say. And so, but but the deck party felt pretty full. I don't know, Sam, did you have any thoughts about the pirate deck party? You know, it was a little bit more fun than I had remembered it, but I, I agree with you. It's not really my thing. I did want to go to it because I wanted to see if it was any different. It had been years since we saw it, I think. Uh, because our last time on the ships was on uh, our last time with a pirate party was on the wish. And that's obviously a different uh, a different show. The fireworks were fantastic, I have to say. I thought the fireworks were great. Of course, the wish has better fireworks because you've got it coming from two different directions. But it was really nice. As we mentioned on our last show, this pirate deck party and fireworks was actually in between the two dinner seatings rather than later at night. So it was about 730 that the pirate deck party started and then fireworks were at about eight or 805. We did have dinner that night in Animator's Palette and it was our animation magic night. And I will note, we did have the standard rotational menu. Because this was a Christmas cruise, meaning Christmas actually happened on this cruise, we did not have the pirate menu. We had the Let the Magic Begin menu. We had a Christmas menu and we had the three rotational dining menus throughout the course of the five nights. So I was actually very happy to have a regular dinner at Animators uh, that night. All right, that brings us to day five, our last day. It was another sea day and uh, tear running down my cheek that we had to 
do some packing. We packed up in the morning. I prefer to just get the packing out of the way in the morning. Nathan's usually up early, which means we're up early. And so we typically get some breakfast and then pack so we don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. Did ask the concierge host if there were any rooms available on the next sailing. Unfortunately, concierge was fully booked, but I was fully prepared to uh, cancel the Disneyland portion of our trip and just sail another five nights on the Disney Wonder because we had such an amazing time. And a big shout out to the concierge staff in the lounge uh, who made this sailing just so special and magical for us and our family. We had Andy, whose catchphrase Sam is... Energy, energy, energy. And and also Christina and Mariella. They were just fabulous concierge lounge hosts and the whole staff there was great. For those who've sailed concierge a lot, they have made some changes to the staffing in the concierge lounge or at least how the staffing is uh, is done. It used to be that the three hosts were the only ones that were true concierge staff and then the bartending and service teams were coming from the food and beverage side and bartending sides of the cruise ship. Uh, now all the staff in the lounge come under the concierge umbrella and are dedicated to that lounge, which means if you sail concierge before and you've done some tipping, they now have a tip sheet where you write kind of your one tip for the lounge. And I discovered they all share in it equally. Uh, On the last day of the cruise, they will have a sheet out where you can actually specify tips for each member of the concierge staff if you'd prefer to do it that way. Uh, But just a little bit of change in how they staff that lounge and the tipping associated with concierge. Tipping for the rest of the staff and crew on board remains the same. One thing that Sam did on this sailing that I had hoped to do, I think in the last episode I said that we might try to do the D23 at sea in addition to the DVC member reception and watching Black Panther. Spoiler, I did neither Black Panther nor the DVC member reception, uh, but Sam did end up going to the D23 at sea reception or, or presentation. Uh, and I just wanted to let her talk about that for a second. Yeah. So Sean, our assistant cruise director was the one who did the presentation. And basically what it was, was he, he told us about a number of things that had been announced at the D23 Expo back in, in Anaheim uh, this past year. And then we got to see clips of various things that were going to be happening. So there was I will tell you, they update the presentation every month and we did not learn anything new at the presentation, but I did get to see some previews of things that I had not yet seen. So a lot of it focused on Disney Plus, though. Sean talked about the Marvel shows that were coming out, uh, Marvel movies that were coming out, Star Wars shows, Star Wars movies, some of the limited series that are going to be on Disney Plus. They talked a little bit about, you know, rides coming out like Tron coming out in the parks. And then, of course, mentioned the treasure and the global dream, but we did not learn anything new. So I would tell you if you want to do the D23 presentation, it is good if you want to see some movie previews that you maybe have not yet seen or some TV show uh, previews that you maybe have not seen. But don't go to it expecting to learn something brand new because you probably won't if you're people like us follow most of at least the major Disney news happening out there. Later that evening, the other thing we did is uh, Sam did do some family karaoke with Craig and Ellie and Nathan. And so I'll let her talk about family karaoke. Family karaoke is a hilarious event. It happens usually in the Azure Lounge. Occasionally it might happen in some of the, well, in other lounges on other ships, of course. Uh, But it happens usually in the afternoon. So Nathan and I went really because his friend Ellie wanted to sing karaoke. She is really into performing musical theater, all of that. And I love to sing and who doesn't love karaoke, right? So the two of us decided we were going to sing together and separately. So we each sang a solo and then we sang a duet. We sang, I just can't wait to be king. Uh, Ellie did the main uh, Simba part and I did the Zazu part. It was really fun, had a great time. And then she did a Taylor Swift uh, song, the Look What You Made Me Do. And she killed it. It was just so good. I even got some video of it. And then I sang Dear Future Husband by Megan Trainer. There were some really fantastic performances at this family karaoke, remember, so there's kids, adults, what have you. And there's some really great karaoke that always happens. And also there's some really not great karaoke that happens. So it it is hilarious and fun to watch. Um, But we were unable to stay for the entire time because we we did have uh, some more packing to get to. And of course, we needed to get ready for dinner. This last night of the cruise was kind of an interesting one for us for dinner because Brian and I had decided to do Paulo dinner one more night because we needed to spend some more time with our friend Sasha. 
And um, Nathan actually decided to go to dinner with his friend Ellie. So he went to Tiana's, which is where we were supposed to be. But he went to the early dinner. So thanks again to Craig and Kelly and Ellie and Emma for allowing Nathan to join you for dinner. He had a wonderful time with them. They had the standard rotational menu in Tiana's. It was, you know, the Mardi Gras night party. And again, he had Mickey's mac and cheese. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we had a great dinner. Nathan did get some kids club time after dinner. And then we grabbed him for bedtime on the last night of our cruise before we had to disembark the beautiful Disney wonder the very next morning. And I'll just say once again, like the last cruise, disembarkation was okay in San Diego. It's still kind of a tough port for disembarkation and the lines for customs are pretty long. Uh, It struck me this time because the customs officer made the comment and I tied it back to a comment that the officer had made the last time we got off as well. Part of the problem seems to be that their computer systems are very slow in the San Diego port. They're using handheld devices to scan passports and it just sounds like the, um, the system can't support everything that they're trying to do. Uh, easily. And so it's very slow. So I have a feeling that's why the lines build up in San Diego, perhaps more so than in Port Canaveral. I I don't know, but there are lines. So just be prepared. Uh, When you disembark in San Diego, you may have to wait, you know, about 20, 25 minutes, uh, even once you're off the ship to get through customs. Once you're past to get through your passport check. Once you're past that, it's really easy to get luggage and get out and get going. Uh, We ordered an Uber and probably had it within 10-ish or 15-ish minutes max. And then from there, we were at the airport in another five to 10 minutes. So it can be very fast to get from the ship to the airport for an early flight. Just be careful on how early you make that flight based on the lines for passport control. Sam, before we wrap things up entirely, I wanted to ask, favorite moment from the cruise for you? Christmas morning in the atrium, getting our pictures with Santa and Mrs. Claus and the fact that it snowed in the atrium that morning. What about you, Brian? I'll say across both cruises, my favorite moments were getting to spend time with some new friends and making some new friends on board, including Sarah and her daughter, Amelia, and uh, her father, Paul. And then Craig and Kelly and Emma and Ellie were just fantastic. And Ellie and Nathan just really hit it off, as did Nathan and Amelia. So it was great to see him make some friends. And, uh, you know, he's still in touch with, I think, both of them, even post-cruise. And so that's uh, that's really fun for us to see. And uh, I think we're going to be sailing with Craig and Kelly, hopefully again here in April and their kids. And so that'll be fun as well. Uh, So for me, I think it's those moments of kind of meeting new friends, even though I'm an introvert, meaning I just I'm not good with strangers. Uh, So if you ever meet me in public, uh, I tend to be on the quieter side because I like to kind of get to know somebody first before I really talk to them. Uh, But uh, it was really fun just having drinks and dinner with folks. And I'll just reiterate, if you're ever on a cruise with us and uh, you're interested in some dining companions, we actually we do do make good dining companions, although everyone loves Sam more than me. So that's fine. But uh, we just blast meeting folks. I'll say the other fun moments for me were seeing Nathan just gained so much sort of independence on our last sailing. It was really amazing to watch him be on his own and do some things on his own and spend some time with friends or decide what he wanted to do. With that, I will say two fabulous cruises. We had a great time. Uh, Glad we could share them all with you. Uh, We don't have anything planned again until April. I know for many out there, they'll say, geez, only April. And yes, uh, but we've been at a cadence of sailing here where it seems like we've been going like every other month and that's going to start to slow down for us, which is fine. Uh, But we will be back on board the Disney Wish in April for a back-to-back sailing for Nathan's spring break. And so looking forward to sharing that with all of you. And in the meantime, we've got a lot of great shows coming out. So look forward to putting those out for all of you as well. So with that, we will end this episode here and say, see you next time. See you real soon. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voicemail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. 
If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.